0: What's going on, y'all?
1: Hello, everyone.
0: That was much quicker this time.
1: <laughs> it didn't wait.
0: She didn't awkwardly delay. Hope everybody's doing well. Um, yeah, happy Thursday. We were just saying on the way to school with our boys, it's actually Friday for them. So if uh, you have kids and or you have a long weekend, happy Friday.
1: Happy Friday, kind of, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's really Thursday.
1: It's really Thursday, but we have a long weekend because of Columbus Day, so.
0: Kind yeah. of. We have a long weekend. Just all that means is we have our kids for the long weekend, and they're <laughs> out of school for four days, which, hey, no one's complaining about that. Our boys are fun, but they're crazy. Yes. So, yeah, I hope everybody's doing well. Uh, again, it's like, I want to hear respond back. Like, how are you doing? Um, And I hope the response back, uh, if it's good, meaning, yeah, life is great. Awesome. High five. Um, If it's, hey, this week has been hard. Hopefully this uh, podcast today will encourage you. We've heard a lot of great feedback and gotten a lot of great texts this past week and talked to a bunch of people that have listened. And um, especially this last one on gratitude, uh, we got a really great response from you guys, and that helped you uh in a lot of ways and so that was really encouraging to hear that um it encouraged a lot of you uh that are out there listening and um yeah it's it's awesome it 's always great to hear the feedback and um it 's always encouraging just to know that our story is is encouraging uh you guys that are out there listening and and hopefully today will be another one of those episodes that you guys can. Listen to while you're on your walks or your runs or cleaning and, you know, creating and, and uh, living your life. And, um, yeah, you have anything you want to say to open up?
1: Not really. I'm not really into the opening. It feels awkward. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs>
1: if I'm being honest, I like you doing the opening.
0: Classic. <laughs> classic. Uh, I
1: get inspired as we go, but that I, that's just me. I'm awkward in general, so... <laughs>
0: You're not awkward, you're just
1: I'm awkward with that kind of stuff. It's okay. Okay. You can say it. I'm, I'm I own it. I got to own it.
0: Amen. <laughs> yeah. Um and I don't mind the opening. I actually like this is how I love as you guys have seen. I just I love just getting into a flow. Um that's part of the, I'm I'm Looking at starting to speak more and and getting more speaking engagements and and speaking in front of groups again and and uh, um, specifically speaking in front of men and um, and teenagers and uh, it's funny like going through the process of speaking and like learning how to be a great speaker you know and and crafting a, you know a, a talk crafting sounds like a man, like um creating something like artificial but. Um, there is an art to it. Right. And, and, um, you know, it's funny so much of when I speak though, like I, if people see my notes, it's like four words and that's it because I, for me, I just love flowing. Like for me, I have to get into the rhythm and just flow. And, uh, so it's funny that that you say that, like you get inspired as you go. And, yeah. And it's more like, I just need to start talking. Like once I open up my mouth, I'm just, I'm ready to go. And then it
1: goes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, good four minute opening of us just rambling. We are <laughs> here now. Uh, we are going. It's a beautiful fall day here. Finally, it's a beautiful fall day down here in Georgia. Um made us think today on our walk of Rochester and the Northeast and Boston and, uh, everything fall, the leaves falling and the cool weather. had on a hoodie this morning, walking our kids to school, which was awesome. Um, one of the things, the thing that we wanted to talk about today and, and sort of the title of this, I guess if we're going to give it a title is, uh, is the hard stuff. And, um, it's been something that has been on my heart and has been something that has been just kind of swirling, honestly, since we started this. Uh, it's been a subject that I've wanted to talk about, and then it just felt right when we were talking this week, just more about it. Um, you know, more and more, we both just felt like, you know, this is something that has been really just kind of whirling around, and and I feel like it's been uh, something that has been at the top of our our minds and in our hearts. and. Um, it's just become more and more evident that this is the, the, the appropriate time to uh, record this podcast on the subject. And so I want to open it with a quote that I've actually had written in almost every journal that I've had for the last, gosh, I started writing in journals probably when I was like 20 years old, I think in um, pretty much every journal that I've had, I, I usually write this quote in the the um, opening flap. And this past year is actually the first, the last two journals I've had is actually the first two times I haven't written it. Um, but it's a, a quote um, from uh, Theodore Roosevelt. And I don't even, there's been some conversations that he may not even said it, but I'm going to give them him the credit. Um, And the the title of it is called The Man in the Arena. It says, it is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or whether doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short, shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither knew victory nor defeat. And for me, the first time I ever heard that quote, it just, it hit such a deep chord in my life because as I've shared bits and pieces of my story here, you know, my life at different times, it's funny, I'm, I'm writing, I finally started writing a book that I've been told by many to, to start writing and, um, as I've been going through the process of writing it, uh, this past week I was, in particular, I was writing through a couple of stages when I was in high school, and it it just brought up a lot of stuff where I remembered this quote, and um, it within this quote for me, the reason why it hits so hard is because my life I feel like has been marred with adversity, and for so many of us, we all go through adversity, we all go through you know, life is, is it's just one adversity after the other. And, um, you know, I think sometimes it's easy to get caught up in the storm of life. And it's easy to get caught up in thinking like, why me? And why is this so hard? Um, because I think we can, we, I, at times have been so focused on the outcome and the future and looking at like what I don't have, as opposed to you know, as this quote says, it's not about that. It's about just being in the arena and being marred by the blood, sweat, and dust and tears. Because when you're in the arena and you're experiencing these things, you're fighting. And if you're fighting, that means you're growing. And if you're growing, then that's all that matters. Because life is about growth. You know, someone this past week, uh, you know, said um, that the the trees. Uh, one of our friends, uh, her name's Dr. Jill. Um, you know, she she brought up the analogy of a tree and how a tree, you know, it it doesn't it doesn't question why is the wind here, why does it rain, or why is there hail, or why is there snow, or you know why. Why, why don't I get this or why don't I get that? It's, it's just a tree and all it's concerned about is just growing. Like that's all it's, it's worried about growing and then giving of its fruits to anybody who's in need. But you can't give of your fruits unless you are growing. And being in the fight means that you are growing. And so open up with that to say the hard stuff is where the magic happens. And so if you're going through something hard, we hope that the rest of this podcast will encourage you to keep fighting and to keep going and to remind you that being the man in the arena, and when I say man, I mean human, it's human. Um, It's not just, I don't just mean that man, uh, but man and woman, humans being um, that this is just part of our journey. And being in the arena, being covered in the blood, sweat, and tears—that is where we are supposed to be, because that is where you experience life, and that's where you experience growth and greatness. Um, yeah. So yeah, I wanted to open that up with that, uh, and I know Dunn's. She's got a little notepad over here. Remember, we I flow. She writes down <laughs> I notes. Take notes. Um, I'm going to let her jump in here and share uh, what's sort of itching at her right now. And and uh, we'll go from there. I got some other things I want to share just specifically. But um, yeah, we'll turn it over to her.
1: Yeah, I think um, the hard stuff is it's funny. You asked me um, earlier in the week when we were kind of talking about the podcast and what we wanted to talk about. Uh, you asked me, how How did I. Like, how did I handle the hard stuff? Like, how have we made it through? And, you know, I think for a huge chunk of my life, um, the beginning chunk of my life, I didn't deal with the hard stuff. I wasn't, if we're using the arena analogy, like, I wasn't in the arena. I was, um, I may, like, would have gone out, like, with all the armor and the gear and ready to go, and then one little poke and I run and hide. As soon as shit got hard, I run and hide. And and for me, a long time, it was numbing out. Um, for me, it wasn't even hiding. It was, oh no, this hurts. Okay, let's get drunk. Let's get high and not feel it. Let's Let's not feel. I don't want to feel. This is too hard. I can't handle it. And I've learned now that like that's part of my survival patterns and that's what essentially kept me alive as a young child. Like I... Learned to numb out because feeling was too scary. Like, it was scary to feel and own my feelings. Um, so, I went in a cycle of hiding and numbing. Um, and so, I think for me personally, it wasn't until we got married, really, until I started, like, hmm. realizing... Like, I mean, let's be honest here. I couldn't hide from a marriage. I mean, you can. People do for sure. Um,
0: yeah, let's correct that. You definitely can hide, and and yeah, yeah. I mean, we've you.
1: I and that's to be like, to be completely transparent. I did try to hide in the beginning stages of our marriage. I was getting drunk, and TJ had no idea that I was. He'd come home from work, and I'm drunk, and he didn't know. Like there were. A period of time that I was numbing out because let's be honest marriage is hard like it's not easy and I didn't know how to deal with it and so I started that cycle again of numbing myself and not feeling um and then I think it was having kids and kind of again like these patterns continue to come up and I kept seeing that like I'm just numbing I'm just numbing um And it wasn't until I, I don't don't know, I can't remember what it was, but at some point I realized like I can't numb out anymore and I've got to start feeling. And I think one of the biggest lessons that I've learned.
0: I think we should talk about that though. I want to um, ask you like why, what was it specific? Because you you do know, we've talked about this a lot. Like what was it that, because you said something there. You didn't want to feel. You didn't want to do the hard stuff because you didn't want to feel. Yeah. You didn't want to feel the emotion of the hard stuff. And I think that's such a key thing to talk about here when we're talking about doing the hard things and being that man in the arena because so many of us stop at that feeling. Like that jab is that feeling. Yeah. And I think that's where, what was it when you realize like, you can't not feel, and you not feeling is detrimental, yeah, and so what was that that helped you like flip that switch to realize like, oh, feeling is not a bad thing, like emotions are not a bad thing, it's just what like i wanna I can answer that, but <laughs> I, I want you to answer that um
1: I mean like I, what
0: I, was it because I think that was some pretty transitional times for you and it's been a process that's what I was just
1: gonna say it's It's been been a process process. like I I think at the beginning it was I think I realized I don't want to be that wife that is sitting at home drinking um that's not the person I wanted to be and so for me it was like okay I need to explore this more and that's when I originally went into a chemical recovery like a
0: 12-step program,
1: Um, that's when I did that process. And I feel like that was the start of the process. Um, And I think that really, yeah, it, it just opened the door of like, okay, I can't keep running from these feelings. And in that 12-step, one of the things that I had to do was really like dig back into my drugs and alcohol abuse and, and really like dig into like all of it, like kind of open that wound up again. Um, so that was the, the start of it. I think that's what started like, Hey, I don't want to be that person. What do I need to do to figure this out? And so for me at that time, it was a 12 step program and having support and having people around me to go to, to, um when the temptation came to drink like i needed someone to call so it and i i was so i did 5 years of no drugs no alcohol nothing um and so for me that was very pivotal in learning to feel because as as an addict like you numb out so much that you don't even know how to feel someone once told me that when you start using, that is the mental maturity. Like that is where you stop, your brain stops growing. So for me, like I started using when I was 15 years old. So I stayed at a 15 year old mindset as far as like my emotions and dealing with things. Like I kind of stayed there for seven years and it wasn't until I went into a 12-step program that, like, I kind of had to relearn how, how to, to feel. feel. Exactly. Yeah. Like, how to feel and how to deal with these feelings. So, that was the start of it. And then I think getting pregnant. we Our boys are 14 months apart, so I was pregnant and nursing for, what, three years? Hmm. <laughs> Two All years? Right. I don't even remember. Anyway, so there was, like, a Feels long like gap. Maybe that, that like... Me. I couldn't even drink even if I wanted to like I couldn't so it it kind of like forced me to really like face feelings um and and feel things and and honestly I attribute like a lot of it to your patience with me because I do feel that like you held my hand a lot during that time and kind of taught me cuz you're very much in tune with what you're feeling like you, you have no problem like with connecting, this is what I'm feeling, this is why, we're gonna talk about it right now, like, and let's hash this out, like, whatever it was, where for me, it's like, oh, shit, I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I don't know what I'm feeling, I gotta fight or flight, ah, I wanna run, and then it's like, I can't connect, why I'm feeling things, so you were very gracious in that, like, being um in that process of learning how to feel, connect, why I'm feeling this way, where is it coming from, like you've kind of coached me, and that helped me to kind of mm. get to the place that I'm at now. Um, so, so, it, yeah. so
0: really, the the two were number one: starting to recognize who you wanted to be and how you wanted to show up, and that mm-hmm. it was fundamentally like, in order to be that person, you needed to learn how to feel your emotions and then find a safe place, like find yeah. a safe space where you can be vulnerable, be open, be real. To find out the root, like what is the root, because I think so often we stop at the 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 symptom, mm-hmm. like what I feel like what i 'll call is the symptom and and I think that's where you know for for so many people, we stop at the symptoms, and like you just said something there like you 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 would like drugs and alcohol right, like a lot of times we focus on that, or you know I know another big thing I, a big thing for men is it's porn. And so guys will, and, and this happens in circles, churches all across the country right now, and groups, like they're focused on the the porn addiction mm-hmm. or they're, you know, or you're for, for other people, it's it's drugs and alcohol, right? Like we focus on what I think is the symptom instead of going to the root. And what you were learning was, Okay, well, yeah, I can stop drinking, or you can stop looking at porn if you're a guy, right? But at the end of the day, if you don't recognize and you don't go a level, you don't go a deeper level to figure out like where is this emotion coming from, and mm-hmm. like what is it? What's the underlying thing I'm feeling here, so that then I can deal right. with that? Yeah, you can't move and on. Some, and, and I
1: remember too during the twelve step program, like they gave me a a sheet that had a list of feelings like emotions and so you could like pinpoint I'm feeling sad I'm feeling mad I'm feeling frustrated because there is a disconnect there of like and even with porn like you look like men look at it because they're feeling something within and to numb out they're gonna go to that and so it's like a
0: shot of dopamine exactly
1: so that's where yeah there is a process of like okay what am I feeling here and why like why am i wanting to reach to alcohol or why am i wanting to reach to whatever you fill it in i mean some people it's work like yeah a lot of men it's a career like business and they shut down and go to their business so whatever that is like it's getting in touch with the the why why am i feeling this why do i want to reach for a drink like why do i and and, and starting to I mean, essentially, self awareness, like being self aware of like what is this? Like-
0: yeah, and I think that's like that's right there. I feel like is that that's the hard stuff. Like that's the yeah. first step in the hard stuff, and yeah. like doing the hard things. The hard thing is actually looking at like that to me is you looking at yourself in the mirror and getting in touch with like what is going on. And mm-hmm. so many of us have never been taught how to look at ourselves in the mirror and say, like, what am I feeling? What am I, like, what is going on internally right now? And so we stop and either, you know, it's Netflix and chill now, or it's the escape of looking at everybody else's pretty lives, which aren't pretty lives on Instagram, right? Like, they're they're pretty lives, quote unquote, because they're putting the best fit forward. But you know behind the scenes, like, there's – a bunch like we're all going through shit like we're all experiencing hard things but we want to put that that you know persona out there that things are going well and I think yeah that's what that's what for for me has transformed my life at every stage is being in touch and that's something it's funny I just wrote I just read something on uh, an inst- a, a memory on Facebook that my mom has post- My mother had posted a, a thing that I had written to her years ago. And um, it was a, a, a thing of all the things I've learned from growing up with a single mom. And you know, one of the things on there was, uh, a couple of things on there was not being ashamed of where you come from and knowing that adversity is the key to everything. And going through adversity is the key, what I felt like and what I still feel like is the key to every success you'll ever have in your entire life is going through adversity. You cannot have anything that's worth anything unless you've like had to go through adversity to fight for it. And I think that's why so much of coming into the marriage for me is I had this mentality of, I don't care how hard it is like, we're going to go through it because mm-hmm. I'm not going to give up. Like, mm-hmm. I want to be that transformational character in our story, and my story, and our family, and my family to not do divorce. And I'm, like, I'm going to stick in there through thick and thin. Like, truly hold to those vows of for better or worse. Right. And I think that's where, you know, for you, like, it was why I was, like, you know, you said, like, holding your hand, which I don't feel like I held your hand. I feel like you did the work. Like, you... I did. I might have like helped inspire you to... Or you,
1: instead of holding my hand, you gave me a safe space. Yeah,
0: a safe place. Exactly. And, yeah. it, and, and thankfully, right, like we were able to give that to each other. And, you know, at, at times it was, it was hard, right? Like mm-hmm. I failed in that at different times, but I learned yeah. um, how best, you know, to, to, to support you in that. But right. I think it is, it's about, you know, that, that, the hard, the first hard step for anybody that wants to reach a new level in your life, no matter what you're going through, you have to get to the root. Yeah. And to me, the root is getting to the emotional state, the like and to know, the feeling. Yeah. Is, and that's the root. If you are struggling with something right now, struggling to stop an addiction, struggling to stop a habit that you, you, you don't want to do anymore, or you know, getting frustrated with your kids on a continual basis, or continuing to argue with your wife or your husband, or getting annoyed with a coworker or whatever. There's a, I go through a laundry list. Pick it, whatever it is in your own life. Whatever is coming up against you that's making you feel uncomfortable or making you feel frustrated or making you feel annoyed or whatever it is that, that is a block for you. To me, you need to go to the root. And the root is finding out first like how, like the awareness of the emotion behind it. Yeah. What is it? What yeah. do you, what is that root? What is that emotion that you're feeling in feel it like allow yourself to go there and to go through it
1: and that's something i want to add like you you touched on this but as kids and now that we're parents it's something that we're not taught like we are not taught to feel it's like hey suck it up like oh you're you're upset about something come on get over it like let's let's move on like the, you don't need to cry about this there's nothing to cry about like that's been like a it's almost like a generational sin that we've like passed on from generation to generation is you don't feel like it and no wonder we're adults and we don't know how to feel because you were never given those tools as a kid to like check in like why are you feeling sad like what's wrong like what happened why like we do that with our kids we give them this space of like oh you're mad okay like cool like take some time i'll sit here with you while you're mad like it's not, like, I think, like, that is, has been, like, generations of, you can't be mad, like, you can't feel, like, don't feel, like, don't get too sad, like, like, shut it down, like, it's not okay, it's not okay to cry like that, like, I I mean, we've seen it in soccer games, like, (laughs) other families, like, how they're controlling their kids, and it's just like, ah, like, this is it. Like, this is why we have adults that don't know how to deal with what's going on. Um, so I thought Um, that was like a really great point that you got to be able to look within and figure out the why and give yourself grace. Like a lot of times you're not going to know like, like because it's been years of not feeling. So therefore this is new. It's, it's a muscle. Like you got to work this muscle out because this is new. Like this is a new thing. And, Every time something pushes up against you, like, you're right. You got to figure out what you're feeling.
0: Yeah. And that's, it. you know, I think that the the behavior is your gateway into going that level deeper, right? Like, the behavior is the gateway. Like, yeah. it's, and I think I, I touched on it where I said, like, you know, whether you sugar addiction, a porn, or, you know, drinking, or, you know, every time you're in traffic, you get pissed off, or whatever, like... The behavior is the gateway into going to the root. And I think that's, you know, that's a a key point, too, is is the behavior will give you a clue into the emotion, but the getting to the root is what doing the hard things is really about. Yeah, and, and
1: I love what you said, too, like, allowing yourself to feel it. I think yeah. that's been, again, back to, like, how we raise our kids, like a lot of times we don't allow them to feel and then it translates as adults. We don't allow ourselves to feel, but I think it's such a big piece of allowing it. Like whether it's, whether you feel it's right, wrong, like it's dumb, like you shouldn't be feeling this. Like there's, I can't tell you how many times I'm jealous of TJ or he's, out and like we had a weekend where he was away and I didn't hear from him at all and like I was so mad about it because he didn't reach out to me at all and I wanted to shut it down like no it's stupid like you shouldn't be feeling this way no I do feel this way and I do need to sit in it and feel it and allow it to be there because then I can work through it then I can say what is this trying to teach me like that's probably the next then I'm bridging to the next piece of this but I think once you feel it, you do have to sit in it and let it sit there and allow yourself to cry, allow yourself to get angry. Like if it's something, it's okay to get angry. Like that's okay. It's okay to be angry about something that was wrongfully done to you. Like that's all right. It's okay to feel sad, feel depressed. Like I think depression is such a taboo thing, but it's okay if like, you're going through tough shit. Like it's okay to stay in that sadness. Like you can't stay there forever, obviously. Like you've got to figure out how to come out, but it's okay to it's feel a like- of,
0: Yeah. It's okay to be in the arena. Yeah. Like, I think that's the whole yeah, thing. Like, yeah, it's, it's exactly. okay to be in the arena. Exactly. Like, Exactly. You have to be in the arena. Yeah. You can't just feel and then get out of the arena because you don't want to fight with it. Right. Yeah. You don't want to battle with it. And I think that's, yeah, like that's it. Like you got to be in it and, and be okay with being in it. And, And I think that goes, you know, it's it's to me like that's what true practicing true vulnerability is and why we are so as a society even more so now. I think, you know, social media is is such a great thing and such a a tough thing at the same time for some people because vulnerability to me and I love I think I might have shared this this definition in one of the other podcasts, one of the five podcasts that we've had so far. Um, so, um, but Brene Brown has the the best definition of this is the courage to be fully seen.
1: Yeah. And I'm writing her and, book right now. and She talks about naked, like being naked. Yeah. That's another way to say
0: it. And it's, it's funny because it's like, uh, we all came into this world naked and we're all going to leave the same way. Mm. Like, we're all going to leave the same way. And I think that, but that's why it's so hard for people to feel because it puts you in a state of vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And, but if you think about vulnerability as a courage to be fully seen, then you'll practice vulnerability because when you're fully seen, this is what I've found. When you're fully seen, the people who are going to support you are going to support you. The people that aren't are going to show themselves very clearly. And those are the people you need to move away from. Mm -hmm. And, be in it, find a space that you can practice that vulnerability and practice that courage to be fully seen and find that support. Um, and whether that is through, look, some of us don't have the support system around us, i.e. family or friends that we can do that with. And so that's where I love nowadays, like you can find a coach, you can find a group, there are so many People in groups out there now and like this is where I think the positive side of social media has come in because it's in so many ways it's disconnected us but if you look for it there are so many ways that it's connected so many beautiful people I've met so many amazing people who have taught me so much through social media because I've looked for it and so if you don't have somebody that you can practice that with like find that like they're out there there's coaches there's therapists there's any, you know, there's, there's a, there is a safe place and safe space out there for you, but the, the key is to go through the hard stuff and, and, and that's where the magic is. And it's where some, you know, we've had a lot of people who have talked about our marriage and how like we just, even on here, we've heard a lot of comments from people of like, you guys are just so, we love your spirit and your energy together and, you know, we love how you guys connect with each other, how well, like how you guys talk to each other and how you guys like interact with each other. When people see us out, they're like, you guys are like best friends. And and it's true. We are really best friends. But I tell people all the time, this has been nine years of us being in the arena mm-hmm. with each other and yeah. going through the hard shit, like having the hard conversations, like doing the hard things, doing the hard personal internal work on ourselves
1: individually
0: individually, and as a couple Yeah, like it's been both and you have to do both if you really want that like yeah we decided you know at the beginning of our marriage we decided but I think we really refined it once we had kids of how we wanted our marriage to look and who we wanted to be as a couple how we wanted to show up in this world and I think It was like stating that was the first step, but then the next and the the meat of it was like actually putting in the work and it's a day in and day out thing. Like it is literally a day in and day out thing to choose to not do the easy things, but to embrace the hard things Mm -hmm. and then to love and celebrate the great things that happen and love and celebrate like the happy times. But to embrace the things that are hard because we know and now have the mindset and the mentality of all of the hard things are literally just put here for us to learn and grow. And as we continue to learn and grow, we're able to not only help ourselves even more and get to another level of, you know, awareness and consciousness and, and, you know, spirituality, but we're able to help others and then give back to help others reach that next level and it's the same thing with all of us. It's like you have to go through those hard things. And it's, you know, it's something that I have fundamentally taught all the kids that I've coached all the time. If any of the kids that I've coached will tell you the number one thing that I've always said is do the little things and the big picture will take care of itself. And to me, the little things are doing the hard things. It's it's doing the things that nobody else wants to do. It's doing the things that, you know, when you look at them, they are hard. It's, it's doing the sprints when you don't want to do them. When your body's telling you, no, I can't go another level. It's, it's when I'm, you know, training in the gym. The reason why I love physical training so much and it's the reason why I still do it is because I love being able to use physical adversity to inspire people to go to a deeper level mentally. And it's something that I talk about in every single class, every single group that I train, every single athlete that I train, that I talk about. I'm like, it's not in the beginning of the workout that you actually build the strength, physical and mental strength. It's at the very end of the workout when you don't want to do that last rep, when everything in your body and your mind is telling you, no, like, I'm done. You do that one extra rep. That one extra rep will do more for you as you continue going throughout your day, mentally and physically, than the 99 reps you did before that, because it's in that last rep that it's the hard things. It's that blood, sweat, and tears. It's that being, your face being marred, where you now know what it feels like to have victory or defeat. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where you know we want to encourage you guys. If you're in the midst of going through it right now, and you're in that, you're in the hard stuff. Keep going. Because going through it is what ultimately is gonna bring you on the other side. And you're gonna be able to look back at that stuff and say, damn, Like, if you embrace it, all that you learned, all that you grew through, and who gives a flying crap of what anyone else thinks about your hard stuff? Because you can feel confident and know that it's making you a stronger person. It's making you into the being that you are becoming. It's that butterfly that is a caterpillar that struggles to get out of the cocoon. It has to go through that struggle in order to be that beautiful butterfly that it is and that it's becoming. And without that struggle, it would never blossom into that beautiful being. You have you're, you're smiling over here. done smiling. You guys can't see. She's been smiling and like like wanting to like say something. I've been like looking at her like as she's like smiling like wanting to like. Say something. Well, here. I'm
1: smiling because you can tell you're an athlete because you bring in like, I and I get the connection, like the physical, doing the hard stuff, like physically how it makes you stronger. But what does that look like in life? Like that's why I'm smiling. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. Not everyone's an athlete. Not everyone. <laughs>
0: like, yeah. Sure. So you want? Do you, like, so what you're saying some, is you like, want some like. Real, exam- real what life have we examples. gone
1: through that we had to what what are those little
0: things yeah, so I was sharing this with a guy the other day um you know when my one of the, a couple of things uh for me like real life um for me it was I had to face at different points you know i i 'll say one of the most pivotal hard things for me that that i'll share um I made a decision when I was 16 years old. Yes, 16 years old. I remember exactly where I was when I made the decision um, that I was going to break the chains of a lot of the things that I saw in my family, i.e. alcohol abuse, drug abuse, domestic violence, um, divorce. Those four things, I made a decision when I was 16 years old that I I was not going to allow that to continue with my family. And what's crazy is fast forward when I was, we had Avery when I was 31, right? Yeah. 31. I was 31 when we had our first child. And, um, it was crazy because here I am my, if you had asked me at any point before I got married at 28 years old, what my two biggest dreams in life were, they were to get married and to have a family. Why? Because at 16, I had said I wanted to break all those change. I couldn't, Break all those chains without a family and kids, right? What's crazy is when we had our first son, I had no idea how to be a great father. Yes, I had examples. I like saw some examples of guys that I wanted to emulate and take on their characteristics of who they were as a dad. But it's a whole different ball game <laughs> when... It's two o'clock in the morning and it's just you and your wife and your baby that you have no idea why they're screaming and crying. It's not food. It's not that they need their diaper changed. It's not that they need to sleep. You have no idea, literally no idea. And you are just tasked with this screaming child that is relying on you for life and nothing you are doing is helping them. And I remember being in this state of vulnerability, feeling like I don't know what to do and everything I've done is not working. And so all I have left is just to be. And I didn't know how to be in that moment. I thought I had dealt with a lot of my past issues and my trauma and stuff like that. But boy, it all got brought to the surface when we had Avery. And I was faced with the reality of, I do not know how to be a great father in these moments, like this hard stuff. And that's where I had to go back to, okay, like, what am I feeling here? Like I'm feeling like I'm not enough. And that's where it got to. And it took a lot of those moments of trying to do, 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 and failing and screaming and getting mad and, hitting walls or going outside and throwing the lacrosse ball at the wall as hard as I could or shooting up against the net as hard as I could because I was just so frustrated and so angry that I just had no idea how to sit with my emotions at that time. Um, And I remember it came up a couple of times where I had just had this feeling of like, Extreme anger and frustration, I knew I was feeling anger and frustration, so I identified the emotion, but then i didn 't know where it was coming from, and that was what was hard was not really realizing where it was coming from and uh, After subsequent times of this happening, I realized where it was coming from was because when I was a child, um, a lot of I was around a lot of anger um, I was around a lot of situations where it was very anger filled and that's the way I, I learned how to deal um, with emotions. And I realized like, I can't deal with this situation with my son being angry because it's just exasperating him. And so then I need to figure out, then I needed to look, okay, well, well then what's the opposite of this anger? Like, how do I need to then respond here? I can't respond with anger. So then what, what do I need to respond with? And where I got to is, okay, I need to respond with love. Like, that's the only thing in this situation that's going to, that it's going to be. And so to me, that was one of the first like practical, okay, like here's doing the hard things. Like here's, yeah. here's the moment of like picking up that rep. Like, yeah. and it was doing that rep over and over and over. Like when I'm angry in this situation, okay, instead of responding with anger and just wanting to hit something and going to hit something, like I need to sit with it. I need to identify it. And then I need to walk in the other way. Like I need to actually like, I need to be loving and, and, and I need to like, I need to just find a way that I can look at this child and love him. And, you know, obviously a little baby, it's its not hard to love a child even when they are screaming because they're just, they're helpless. Um, and so it was, it was doing that. Like yeah. it was that rep. It yeah. was in the moments where he was screaming where it was like, and doing then that as, over and over and over.
1: As they've gotten older, you've had to practice, like, I've had to continue to even more. Yeah, like,
0: because it's come out in different ways. Yep. And I've had to continue to do that. And I think it was the same thing with our marriage. It was
1: Exactly. I was just going to say that. And that's you know, why I was thinking us moving. One of the pivotal points for our marriage was moving away from everything that we, this support system that we had and moving to a town in Rochester, New York, Where we knew no one. Like, we had no one in our corner. And it was kind of like, all right, what are we gonna do here? Are we gonna go in the arena together or are we gonna go separate ways? Like, it was kind of like we had a choice to, because we went through some hard, hard stuff up in Rochester that no one knew, like, no one knew about. Like, because it's like when you have no one around you, who are you gonna talk to about it? Like, so. Yeah, like we we really had to, and I think sometimes it wasn't even a conscious choice. I think there was
0: just you just faced like you. Yeah, you, it you just was do. either yeah, yeah, it was either you you deal with this, or you choose the alternative, and the alternative was we're gonna get a divorce. Yeah, or I, even worse, I, we're, I'm gonna cheat on her. Yeah, or she's gonna cheat on me, yeah. and I'm gonna deal with it that way. Yeah, right, like I'm gonna go back into drugs and alcohol, or you know finding somebody else to feel that shot of dopamine with and go back to, you know, looking at pornography or, or finding another woman to cheat on, you know, y- you with, yeah or, or it was, you know, for you, it was going back to the drinking, and and, alcohol. yeah you know, and, and it was, and I feel it was like that we, choice. And
1: exactly, again, I think
0: it goes back to that. Like it's that power of choice, yeah right? Like you have to choose in every single moment to either stay in the arena or get out yep. and you can get, choose, get out.
1: Totally. And I
0: think that's, you know, that's the other thing is we're not saying like you can't get out. You can choose. And here's
1: the thing too that I love. One of the things that's helped me so much is you can choose to get out. And I feel like that's what has taken the pressure off for me is to look at those moments as how, what is this moment trying to teach me? And I think sometimes when you get out of the arena, it's kind of like your way of taking a break and
0: like. Yeah, end of the round.
1: And yeah, and I think it's, pause for me, I, I kind of like, I like that analogy because I think for me, it's like getting out of the arena and sitting for a minute and what is this trying to teach me? How can I grow from this? And I feel like for me, that's fundamentally been one of the greatest lessons I have learned in this journey is looking at every opportunity everything as any like difficult situation anything that gets me frustrated or makes me feel emotional what is this here to teach me because it takes the pressure off like you're gonna fuck up like you're gonna mess up we're gonna fail like things aren't gonna go how we thought or you're you're gonna go in the arena showing up as someone that you didn't want to be I'm going to get angry at my kids and and yell at them. That's not who I want to be. But in that moment, instead of feeling shameful and beating myself up about it or going in a spiral, I've now looked at that moment as, okay, how can I grow? Okay, I got angry with my kid and I yelled at him and raised my voice. That's not the mom I want to be. Okay, so when this happens again, what can I do? Because... Things are going to continue to happen. Tough shit is going to continue to come in your life. And if you can look at it as, how can I grow from this? Then it takes the pressure off. Because that's what I feel like so many times. like I've, I, I think because coming from the way that I, the culture that I grew up in. It was either you're right or wrong. You're good or bad. You're evil or you're not. You're in sin or you're not sinning. And it made it made me feel that like constricted that like if I fail, then I'm a bad person. You're
0: in sin. You're
1: in sin. And now I I don't look at it that way. If I fall, okay, cool. What can I learn from it? I I I'm trying. I wish I had an example, but like I've I feel like recently, I did something that was just really dumb, and I didn't like the choice that I made. And I could have sat and stayed in shame like I think that's one thing too is like you feel shameful or guilty and those keep you hidden but if you're just like yeah I messed up okay now I know X Y Z when this happens again I can make a different choice like I get to do it again and I feel for me like it's just taking the pressure off like life is here to teach us that's what this is about and it's here to teach us to grow and to the person that you want to be like that. That's what this is about. It's. And when, when I see it that way, like, okay, let's go. Let's let's get back in the arena. Let's keep fighting. Let's, let's keep growing because it's beautiful. It really is.
0: Yeah. 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 You're able to look at it and appreciate it. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's crazy. As I look back you know, it's, it's something that I can honestly say, like, and appreciate as I look back on all the experiences that I've, that I've been through. Um, I've been able to look back with just such fond appreciation. Um, and at times, you know, like it, it's, you know, it, it, I can look at it and, and can get in those, you know, woe is me moments of like, why was my life this hard? Like, you know, uh, when I'm in that arena and kind of not wanting to fight. Um, but I can honestly look back on my life and be so grateful and so thankful for the all the adversity that I've faced because it's through that adversity that has brought so much beauty. It's through the hard stuff that so much beauty has come out of. And, you know, it's it's crazy when you think about it from a whole life standpoint and you think about movies um, you know, specifically when we think about stories, it's so funny. We've been hearing a lot about the hero's journey. Um, and you know, a lot of people we've talked to recently, like with the transitions and changes we've been through and, and sort of the the stage in life we're at right now and, and leaving a lot of things to, to pursue what people are calling the hero's journey, um, is, it's hard. Like we're choosing right now to go through the hard stuff, honestly. And I think that's why it's such a deep thing in our on our heart right now is because we're, we're choosing to go through some hard things um, because of what we are wanting to create. And, you know, when you think about movies, you think about stories, the stories that we fall in love with the most are the ones where there's always somebody at the beginning, you know, you see the story like... Things are going good and it's like cool and fun and then some sort of tragedy happens and the character is faced with some sort of like having to face their demons, having to face their reality of who they are, having to face this like dire situation and they go through it and then it's like, they come on the, and you're like crying and you're, you feel it, like you're in their story because you connect so much to like the pain of what they're going through. And then at the end of the movie, it's like they end up like quote unquote winning. Like they get the girl, they get the job or they get the, the this, Like right? They hit the goal that they wanted to be at or you know, whatever it is and they come on the other side and it's like this beautiful like finish to the movie. And it's like, those are the stories that we love because it's, it's, it ebbs and flows of like beauty and then tragedy and then beauty again and then tragedy and then beauty again. But it's like, the beauty wouldn't be as beautiful if it wasn't for the tragedy. Like the story wouldn't, it would just kind of be like, huh. great. So their life was pretty easy and they kind of had everything kind of just fall into place for them. Oh. That's cool. But when it comes to our own lives, we're like, why are we going through this hard thing right now? This sucks. Like, I hate this. Life is so hard. Why are my kids crazy? Why are the bills stacked up? Why can't I lose the weight that I want to? Why does my marriage have to suck so bad right now? Like, why does my job suck? Why am I in this career? Why? Blah, 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 blah. Like, you could go on and on and on. But it's like, without those things your life on the other side wouldn't be as beautiful. Mm
1: -hmm. Like it
0: really just would not.
1: Well, and that's something I love that you just said. Like if you can look back on your life and look at the hard stuff, as I said this in one of our other podcasts, like it makes me who I am today. So like that's the beauty in it all is like you can look at all the hard stuff, find the ways to learn and grow and then, like, it makes you who you are. Yeah. I shared my story with someone yesterday, and at the end of it, the girl was just like, oh my gosh, like, you are so courageous for sharing that. Like, that's so admirable. And and the back of my mind, I'm like, I can see why you're saying that, but at the same time, I was like, no, that's just who I am. Like, this is who I am. Like, every piece of my story makes me who I am. Every hard shit that I've gone through... Makes me this awesome person that I am today. So it's like, I get, I get that. Like, I get what you're saying. Like, this, like, in a movie, like, the ups and downs of a a person's life. Like, yeah, that's what makes the good stuff beautiful. Yeah. Because you've been through the hard shit. Like, that's what makes it great. Yeah. So... Yeah, like I think you can even use that. You can use it for like the moment to moment hard stuff, but then you can also look at like reflect on your life and all the hard things that you've overcome is who you are today.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I guarantee you, if I ask you to think of five people that you respect in your life right now and that you look up to, whether near or far, whether it could be someone that you don't even like, you've never physically met, um, doesn't matter. If I ask you to ask five, I guarantee you, The reason, one of the fundamental reasons why you respect or love that person or look up to that person so much is because when you dial down deep is because of what they've overcome and what they've had to go through to get to where they are right now. Mm -hmm. And you have that opportunity. I think that's the whole encouragement of this episode is you have the opportunity to be that character. You have that opportunity to be that transitional character in your life. You have that opportunity to be that person Mm -hmm. who others look at and feel empowered by. And if we would all take on the the cape of vulnerability, to have the courage to be fully seen and to be okay with sharing the bad, the hard, the sad, the difficult times in our lives with each other how much more we would empower every single person around us. And that's so much of why we have wanted to, why we had this desire to do this podcast in the first place was because, and as you've seen, like why it's been so raw and real, and like why we've shared some things that other people are like, oh, I don't know if I would have the courage to share that. Well, the reason why is because we want to empower and inspire you that like, hey, it's okay. Like you can go through these things. Like why not? Like, we know that you out there are going through the same things that we've probably gone through it's not like we're sharing anything that's like really like mind-blowing and monumental it's just that we're talking about it and yeah and to give you hopefully the strength that like be that character be that person be that hero for somebody else's life and be that that person in the arena because when you're in that arena it's going to do the opposite of what you feel like it's going to be like Vulnerability is scary for people because they think that people are going to look at them and look down on them. When really when we allow ourselves to be vulnerable, people look at it and they praise it because it imp- you you're you're hitting something within them that inspires them to want to be courageous as well. It you're hitting a deep-seated nerve within them that tells them like I want to be courageous too. Like I want to let go and be courageous. And so, you know, I want to encourage you to be that man in the arena. I want to share a couple of things. I was just looking through this thing that I had written. Um, and it's, it, again, it's this thing that I wrote uh, years back. I don't even know how many years ago I wrote this. Um, but it's it's the, some of the things I've learned. And I want to just share because I feel like it's appropriate. It says, I've learned that your past does not dictate what your future will be. The struggles that you've been through will not dictate who you can become. I've learned that no matter what situation you're in and no matter how hard or how difficult, there's always a way out. I've learned never to be ashamed of where you come from or who you are. I've learned what it really means to love. I've learned what perseverance really means. I've learned what true strength really is. I've learned what it really means to struggle and to overcome. I've learned that nothing good comes without hard work. Mm. Nothing great comes without doing the hard things. So many of things that we see in nature, the beauty of it has come because of struggle. You know, it's funny, I, it, what it's appropriate about what I put the picture, the background I put on this was a picture I took of a, a small little river. And it's a river of these smooth rocks in the middle of the woods. And I I, I remember where I took this. And it's it's crazy because if you look at how it was formed, it looks so beautiful, but you know it was formed through years and years of this water rushing down this area that had polished these rocks smooth and polished this little river. But it came with struggle. It came because of struggle. And so much of the beauty becomes struggle. And it's... It's so crazy, you know, one of the most amazing things that I've ever seen in my life was my first son being born. Um, And it was crazy because I had said I'm I'm like, I'm gonna be squeamish and I'm not gonna be able to watch it. Um, (laughs) And Don had a water birth and uh, with Avery and didn't have any drugs. And you know, it's crazy because I read something the other day and it brought me back to this this time of our son being born. at life's hardest point, the like, most insane beauty is always right on the other side of the hardest peak you'll ever ascend. And I thought about it. I immediately thought about women in childbirth. Mm. Women's, like most, your body, the, the most intense pain that a woman is going to feel is right at the peak right before they give birth. Like the most intense pain and the most intense euphoria comes at that hardest point of birth. And I remember that being right next to Dawn at that point where it was like, you could tell I could feel like the most intense struggle of that 36 hours that she labored for with no drugs, by the way, for 36 (laughs) hours And it was at that, like at the end of that 36 hours, like in the most pain. And then, boom, Avery comes out and we lifted him out of the water. And she held him first. And like, it was like all the pain was gone. And then I held him right up against my chest. And someone snapped a picture. And it was the most genuine smile I've ever seen of myself in any other picture. And it was, it's
1: my favorite picture of you, actually.
0: Yeah. And I remember it was after like watching Don go through that that in that pain was like the hardest thing for me to watch someone suffer. Like I, I felt like suffer through at the time. Then <laughs> we um, did it again. <laughs> yeah, then we did it again. But it's crazy because y- you think about that and I share that because I, I it's I want to get you in touch with that that point. Like if you are going through one of your the hardest points in your life right now right after this is going to be the most intense, insane, like amazing time that you're gonna experience in life. And I say that from experience because we have gone through that. Like in our marriage, we have gone through that. As individuals, we have experienced that. And we're still going through, right? Like life doesn't stop. We're going through right now. Like I thought the struggle was over for us (laughs) a couple of years ago. And it's funny, you know, people look at our lives right now and they're like, oh my gosh, you guys look so happy. Like you're doing the things that you love and it's so incredible and we're so inspired and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, at times, Don, I look at us and and like we just cry at times together and we're like weeping. Like, I feel like we're going through so much hard things right now and why? And it's like, okay. Like we know that right on the other side of this is going to be the most insane, incredible, beautiful abundance this is just part of it, and we gotta go through this. Yep. And so I don't know if you want to say anything else. Um,
1: no, I mean I I feel like we 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 touched on it all. Like I, yeah, yeah. You, you're great at starting and ending. So, <laughs> <you> can, <laughs> you
0: so <can> finish. <laughs> yeah. So I just want to encourage you guys. If you are going through something that's hard right now, keep going. Yeah. Keep going. Don't be afraid. And if you need, as Don said. You need to step out of the arena for a couple of minutes. Step out of the arena. But when you step out of the arena, recharge. Stepping out of the arena doesn't mean numbing out on Netflix or going to drink and numb yourself out from the emotions. Stepping out means go get back in touch with that connection to yourself. If that means going out for a run, go for a run. And if you need to go out for a run for the next seven days, Go out for a run for the next seven days. If that means go for a walk, then go for a walk. If that means finding a friend and crying on their shoulder for the next week, then cry on their shoulder for the next week. Go through the arena. Go through the hard stuff. Let yourself be marred by blood, sweat, tears, dust. Be the person in the arena because on the other side of that, you will find victory. Whatever that victory is meant for that struggle, for that fight, it could just mean that you got on the other side and it just meant that you were able to smile mm-hmm. at something that you've never been able to smile at before. Yeah. But until you face it, until you go in and you have the courage to be fully seen, you're not going to experience it. And it's going to keep coming back up and it's going to come back up stronger. Trust me, it's going to come back up stronger because I've been there. The things that I've not wanted to fight through have come back around. Um, and we're going to end it on yeah. a happy note here, well, um, yeah. with my boy j t Justin Timberlake, if you don 't like Justin Timberlake, something 's wrong with you. that boy is a <laughs> genius in his craft and creativeness um, but there's a song that came out on one of his um, on his last one of his last albums, and it 's funny the first time Don heard about Don and I heard it and listened to it we're like this is our this song. is our song like this is our marriage this is so much of what we committed to when we got married um, and what we continue. Um, but it's, it's also just life, yeah. like, right? It's not just our marriage, it's just life. And uh, I want to read the lyrics um, because I love it. He says, uh, so give me the hard stuff. Anybody can be in love on a sunny day. It's dead. It, my, my, uh, <laughs> I, my Sorry, it died. The computer, uh, the computer died. died. Um, so I'm going to get it up here. My bad. Hang tight. Don't go anywhere. Don't do anything. You're still here with us. All right. So anybody can be in love on a sunny day. Anybody can turn and run when it starts to rain. And everybody wishes all their skies were blue. Don't we all? But that ain't the kind of love I'm looking to have with you. So give me the hard stuff. The kind that makes you real. I'll be there when the storm comes because I want the hard stuff. When they're throwing sticks and stones, when we cut each other to the bone, I'm never gonna give you up because I want the hard stuff. Yeah, I want the hard stuff. My God knows I'm not the man that I wanna be. And we all know that there's things in life that we refuse to see. So just so you know, my fire for you will always burn. And please forgive the things in this life that I have to learn. So give me the hard stuff, the kind kind that makes you real. I want to be there when the storm comes because I want the hard stuff. My encouragement to you, embrace the hard stuff because it's the stuff that makes you real. It's the storms that bring the true beauty. Without the storms, without the gray skies, you would never fully appreciate The sunny and blue skies. Without the hard things, you could never truly appreciate the beauty that there really is in this life. So if you're experiencing the hard stuff, keep going because there's beauty on the other side. May you all, as my boy Rob Bell says... You
1: gotta start your own thing.
0: I love the way he ends, though. (laughs) So I will start my own thing, but for today, may y'all be blessed... We love you. We thank you so much for listening. We pray that this was encouraging to you. We pray that this is something that you can now share with other people to inspire and encourage them, not just from what we shared, but from what you're going to share for going through the hard things. We love y'all. We'll see y'all next week. Well, we'll we'll speak to y'all next week. Please, as we always end, if y'all have any questions, comments, For us, Please reach out. We are on all platforms now on our podcast. So I am going to put in a plug here. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, which most of you have not yet because you didn't know us know we were on Apple Podcasts. But if you are on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review this podcast because it does truly does like help spread it to other people. Mm -hmm. And if you are encouraged by it, spread it to other people. Please share this with other people. Not for us, but because you want to inspire somebody else. And if it hit you, then you know it will hit somebody else. So please share, please reach out, please give us your comments and yeah, we'll see y'all soon. Love y'all. Have a great day. Bye.